Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kahl, and I talk about how you can start, run, and sell a bootstrap business. This episode is called Too Many Eyes, Why Bootstrap Companies Stop Being Transparent Eventually. So let's get started. When Buffer started being radically transparent, the entrepreneurial community was enthusiastic. A brighter future of collaboration and shared learning and openness and lifting the disadvantage was on the horizon. Revenue, salaries, and compensation, everything was made public for everyone to see. Recently, Buffer closed off its public revenue dashboard. Other bootstrap companies, such as Transistor FM, have gone through the same progression of opening and later closing of their revenue data. Why is that? Two common patterns emerge when you read the explanations and comments made by those who resorted to turning off their public dashboards. Either the data is incomplete and paints a picture that is distorting the reality of the business, or the publicly available gives the publicly available data gives the competition a one-sided information advantage. I will show why it's beneficial for young companies to start sharing the data publicly, when and why it starts becoming a problem, and what consequences can be expected if a business shares the data for too long. Transparency in the bootstrap world became a widely appreciated topic when Buffer made their salary and revenue information public starting in 2013 talking publicly about their numbers and values on the Open Buffer blog. Many interviews and news articles followed, lauding the bold move towards transparency as a blueprint for how a successful business should be talking about how much they pay their employees and how much revenue they generated. Many companies followed the example. The Barometrics Open Startups page filled up with other SaaS businesses committing to publicly sharing their revenue information. Yet... After a while, some businesses stopped sharing their numbers. A number of those reversions have happened in the recent months. The most prominent example is Buffer, who dropped from the Metrics Open Startups page. It most recently happened again when Transistor FM made their revenue information private after having it public for over a year. Why Buffer has been almost ironically private about not being public anymore, Transistor FM has been much more transparent about not being transparent anymore. On their podcast, Build Your SaaS, Justin and John talked about going public with their revenue information in May 2018. Now, in November 2019, when this article was written, they laid out the arguments on why they turned off their publicly available dashboard and revenue numbers. The Transistor FM story shed some interesting light on why companies chose and choose to be radically transparent. First off, let's look into the motivation to start sharing business internals with the public, and that boils down to a few reasons. First one is social proof. Fellow entrepreneurs, potential customers, and even investors can see that your numbers are real. You're not bullshitting anyone as your financials are right here right here for anyone to see. This builds a lot of trust in the world where everyone is inflating their numbers to appear bigger and more successful than they truly are. Second, public accountability. You're motivated to increase the numbers, not to have growth stalling. Someone somewhere is watching you, people will keep up with your success or with the lack thereof. If you commit to goals publicly, stakeholders have the means to track your progress. While this can be the source of high anxiety, it can also energize and encourage you to work towards your goals even more. Third, people love underdogs. 
you will find a lot of goodwill and support when people can see that your little company is doing its best to grow and become an established business. Advice and help will appear in unexpected ways. Customers will root for you as they might um, also be small businesses themselves trying to make it. In the end, this kind of transparency is marketing. You're marketing the business as a real company led by a real person. This kind of intimacy does not exist for most business relationships. And people will relate to your business differently than to an opaque, faceless, anonymous company. And fourth and last, well, yeah, is the whisper network effect. By being transparent about your numbers, you equalize the playing field. Historically disadvantaged groups and minorities benefit from things being in the open. This is particularly effective if you share salary information too. When Buffer opened up the salary information to the public, they were overwhelmed with resumes. People love an employer who's not playing games with them. So with all these benefits, what then would cause a business to stop sharing? Wherever you look, it seems to be one unifying problem, and that's competition. Every single of your competitors can look into your numbers. They can see what happens when you push your big marketing campaign, as they will see the immediate impact on your numbers. They can find out if your recent pricing changes worked for you or if they didn't. Essentially, you're giving your non-transparent competition the information advantage. You can only see your own numbers, but they get to see yours and their own. They get your learnings without sharing their own struggles. Transparency may even encourage people to start a competing business because they see you're not paying attention to a certain part of your business. A segment of your customers may be churning more than others because the product doesn't fully align with their needs. Competitors might find that information in your data before you do and then build something for that segment. It may even encourage copycats that will chip away at your primary customer base. While copycat businesses don't have the same drive, determination, and experience that you have, giving people actionable information, such as how your subscription plan levels are working for your audience, is a risk. You pay dearly experimenting with those plans just for somebody to copy your business model with all those learnings for free. That is a lot of risk for minimal upside. It breeds anxiety if you always have to wonder who might be scheming against you after having analyzed your data. Don't mistake this for paranoia, right? In a time where a SaaS business is easy to set up, this is a realistic scenario. It's just too many eyes looking and probing at your business. It's a distraction for founders who would prefer to work on their business instead of wondering who might be inspecting their numbers. And that's what happened to a, tra- to a transistor FM. For John and Justin, it felt like they had to justify having the numbers out in the open. With public scrutiny comes expectation. And Justin didn't want to be a performer for these people anymore, caring more about the public image than the actual value that the business provided. And I can understand this completely. At Feedback Panda, we did share our revenue numbers on Indie Hackers on the product page. Still, we never went fully public with all of our revenue, with the churn, retention, subscription details being available, like on the open uh, Biometrics Open Startups page. We never did that. The public MRR was enough for us to attract interested parties. However, any would-be competitor didn't have any additional insight. They would only see this number and they would see it growing. That's all. Sometimes it's the nature of the business that, that makes accurate and comprehensible transparency practically impossible. 
when Tyler Tringas had the business metrics for Stormapper in the open, it quickly became apparent that they were showing an incomplete picture because there wasn't and it, not all data was represented in this kind of information. So you turn off the public dashboard again. I think that there could be too much transparency, not just because there's, but there's competition, but also because numbers don't exist in a vacuum. Let's say you have 16% churn over the last 30 days. What does that mean? Did a large number of customers cancel? Did you weed out a few accounts that were abusing your system? Did you increase prices? And while a lot of people churned, you're still making 200% profit when the ones that stayed? The numbers are not enough. They can be misleading or meaningless. Radical transparency is highly contextual. And without knowing the context, the figures can lead to misunderstanding. For a young bootstrap business, the context may be quite clear as most bootstrap entrepreneurs go through the same kind of struggles. But once you grow to a specific size, some factors are unique to your business. They become unique. Your niche, your customer base just is unique to you. Those might not be apparent to you even. So how could a person who knows even less, very little about your business, understand those complex interactions? They won't. So what should a bootstrap founder do? I recommend being transparent, but in a really measured way. Share your Stripe verified revenue on Indie Hackers and regularly communicate what's going on in your business. Create a narrative that gives context to the numbers. Share successes, share failures, keep people who are interested in the business updated with regular summaries. Every month, talk about what worked, what didn't, and how the important numbers moved. Make sure that having those numbers out there does not detract you from actual overall goals like building a sustainable life-changing business because in the end transparency is not the goal it's secondary to achieving a life of independence and control that's your goal transparency is a great way to show that you're a real person working on a sustainable business let the numbers work for you instead of working for the numbers just like you want the business to work for you instead of you working for the business let me talk a bit about opportunity surface now because I think it's one of the more important parts of this whole transparency thing. When we were somewhat transparent with Feedback Panda, we did it in two ways. First off, we had the Stripe revenue, Stripe verified revenue on Indie Hackers. We shared milestones on Indie Hackers too, just like when we went to a conference or when we reached a certain amount of customers, like these kind of things. So we were kind of transparent towards other founders. Our customers themselves wouldn't read about this information. They were not indie hackers. They were online teachers. So it's distinct communities with very little overlap. Um, the other thing that I would do would be very clear about progress in the business on Twitter. I would tweet about it a lot. Also, Twitter, not a big impact on our customer base because they were mostly on Facebook and Instagram. Think it is important to understand that if you communicate clearly about your business, you're opening up a lot of opportunity talking to other founders, just getting advice or getting support, potentially having marketing opportunities, cross-platform marketing with other businesses, integrations, partnerships, these kind of things. But it also opens up opportunity of being misunderstood inside your customer base. Because if your customers find this information, you making money is something that they expect and understand, but they might not be aware of how, 
high margins and how high the margins actually are in your business and how your pricing and your expenses are related that you might not understand the complexity of a SaaS business, the growth trajectory, your kind of efforts of marketing and integrating. Some people, particularly when you sell to niche communities that have a strong tribal structure, they might feel that anything business related should not be part of it. And that's a weird thing for people to think, particularly when it's a professional tribe, but still like some people want anything related to advertising and marketing to be gone from the communities where they exchange knowledge and information with other people. And if they find that you are talking about marketing, that you are talking about like increasing your revenue, they might not see you as the leader of their tribe, like the thought leader inside the customer tribe that you might want to project as well. So too much transparency on the business side can turn into um, a drawback or disadvantage on the customer side as well. Then again, in some communities, the founder communities, the startup communities in particular, being open about your business while selling to the people that you're open to can be incredible. You have this a lot with indie makers and indie hackers. Best example, I guess, is always Peter Levels uh, with Nomadlist and his other projects. He is so open about the revenue, about his struggles, about his technical issues, the challenges of just building a company and being a nomad, that the people that he's selling his products to, which are also nomads, that are also indie hackers, indie makers, people who go through the exact same struggles, think of him at all times. When you think indie hacker, what's a prominent figure? Well, that's him. And what is his business? Well, that is Nomadlist. So Nomadlist has a lot of mind share just from with the customers that he sells it to, that he actually like, gets money from, where Peter put it into the minds of all these people by just talking about it and talking about his struggles, talking about what the, where the business is going and where he wants it to be and what he, yeah, what things he encounters. It's, it's incredible. It's a marketing strategy that works really well if the people you're open to are also the people you're selling to. So that is not a problem, obviously, in that kind of constellation. But it's still important to understand that there is a risk always to being transparent. Still encourage it at least a bit because honestly, and that's, that's the thing that I think I want to close with here. We put our monthly recurring revenue Stripe verified on Indie Hackers, and that is where our acquirer, the person we sold the business to in the end, found us initially. If we hadn't done this, if we hadn't put anything, any trace of our business and how well it's doing and how it's growing and where the milestones were and where we're coming from and where we're going to, if we hadn't done this, we might not have sold the company. And that alone is an interesting reason to put yourselves out there at least a tiny bit. Thank you for listening to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast today. You can find me on Twitter at avidkahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-E-H-L. And you can check out the blog at thebootstrapfounder.com. If you want to support me in the Bootstrap Founder Podcast, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and wherever you subscribe to the podcast. It'll help other founders and founders-to-be to find the podcast and learn more about starting, running, and selling their bootstrap businesses. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.